they're kicking the dude in mortician out of sound speed. Sean, go tell him. Listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush. Well, hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Thrash and Kill. You're listening to another thrilling episode of the Tool of Hell Radio Show. I'm joined today by the good and golden boy, my right hand man, the internet's sweetheart. I'm talking, of course, about 365 Days of Horror. Is his pen name online, or you might know him as Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I am good. How are you, Joe? Well, I'm going to let people in on some inside baseball. We just recorded, uh, not 30 minutes ago, the bonus show for Patreon. Uh, So my voice is feeling a little fried. How about yours? We're warmed up. We're good to go now. I'm just going to sound like a grandma with emphysema by the end of this hour. (laughs) Well, it's a good preview for people who want to sign up for Patreon. For the show we did this month, we go through things being auctioned off from Vinnie Paul's mansion that has been knocked down. So it's a a fun one. Listening to us rant and rave and gawk at weird things that this man had in his house. Yeah, join us for a virtual rummage sale for that uh, that bonus show. Also, uh, your money with Patreon uh, will get you a either digital or physical playlist of stuff we've been listening to, uh, and you get access to the Discord community as of this month, uh, because I finally figured that out. So, there you go. Uh, now that we're done uh, shilling, uh, should we get on to the show? Yeah, I suppose we should. It is, it is a holiday weekend, so... We're a little bit more relaxed. We're doing this a little bit later than usual, and we'll see how things go. Might get a little wild. Just a heads up. Two wild and crazy guys. That's exactly the who podcast. we are. We, uh, we are, you know, we're we're crazy metalheads. We're we're dangerous. <laughs> we're blasting death metal at uh, seven thirty in the morning, heading towards work and just annoying the shit out of normal people yeah we're freaking out the normies because they can't leaning out leaning out the window going yeah people love it people love that shit uh so we got a few things for folks on this program um some of sometimes we do a show and i'll be honest with jordan i don't know it's the same for you uh, we record a show, and uh, I click the little button to stop recording, and I immediately forget that we ever did it. <laughs> uh, we've done a lot of shows. I say things, I forget that I ever said them, and I never think about it again. Unless sometimes uh, people reach out to us. Or say mean things about us, and we go, wait, wait, what did I say? I have to listen to the show now. Hold on. Yeah, sometimes people get mad at us online, Uh and I, they, they never clarify like what their beef is. They're just like the, you know, we suck, which is fair, whatever. That's that's totally valid. Uh, but I, I don't know what the inciting incident was where I, I rubbed you the wrong way. Or or people will laugh at something and just like leave a quote from the show, and it's just like, man, this show is an hour long. It takes us even longer to record it. I do not know what you're referencing. Oh yeah, I never, <laughs> I never get it. Uh, if there if there was a particularly funny moment on that show, in, the one in my mind is never the same that that actually resonated with folks. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, we're gonna keep doing this garbage. Uh, we're here three hundred and I don't know, God knows how many episodes on. Uh, we got uh, we got an, uh, got an email on a recent episode though. You wanna you wanna share that with the folks? Yeah, just recently we had a show about Matt Pike talking about just some of the conspiracy theories he believes in and just going down the rabbit hole of crazy people he's connected with and what you kind of do with that as 
a fan or just a person who is aware of him and his bands and maybe you don't like it maybe you do and just kind of like what do you do with that and uh we got an email um we got a bunch of emails today it's a holiday and pr and labels and bands are sending us emails stop doing that do not do that it is a holiday give us a break but nonetheless, we did get an email from a listener that uh, brought up a lot of good points, and um, I just wanted to read a little bit on the air, and we can kind of talk about it. Yeah. So this email starts off, I think like a lot of, I'm going to start it off correctly. <clears throat> I think like a number of people in the 2010s, I started delving into more underground independent music as heavy metal was starting to get more recognition. Storm and Metal, for reasons you could probably discern, stuck out to me, and as such, I became a pretty big fan of Sleep. Fast forward to now, and I've been doing a Doom Metal-centric podcast for about two years, and I am part of a huge fan base of fellow Doom and Stoner fans. I even spent a night hanging out with Matt Pike himself after a concert, and I learned about, I learned about him so much more beyond Sleep. And being a fan of Sleep comes with the price of knowing what Matt Pike's far-out and unfounded beliefs are. Maybe it shows how heavy metal websites and publications really don't have as much reach as I thought they did because this stuff has been around for years. As a fan of Sleep and High on Fire, I wondered for years how long this could go before somebody finally said something about it. I think the fans are part of the problem, and I think you might agree with me because I concur with your feelings about previous metal villains like Varg and company. For so long, we just accepted that Pike was a weirdo and not to be believed. We turned him into a meme. Matt Pike for president, because everyone seemed to be in on the joke that you can't take anything the guy says seriously. A bitter pill we were willing to swallow for the sake of heavy-ass riffs. But the blink can only go so far because the NPR article showcases how dumb and naive or broken or all three he really is. And as a fan, I feel like I am in a moral quandary. This is the same guy who said racism sucks during BLM protests in seeming support. Doesn't look so good in retrospect, does it? I suppose my issue now is, as a fan, what exactly am I supposed to do right now? Is it just ceasing to listen to his music enough? There are other people in sleep who seemingly are on the right side of things. Can I look past this? What are they going to do about this? Is having a Weedian tattooed on my leg a scarlet letter now? Do I take down the episode of my podcast about sleep or any mention of High on Fire? Or am I overthinking this in the moment and I probably already know what to do? Um, I'd say that's a pretty good email, uh, compared yeah, to what, compared, email. compared to some of the incoherent shit that I've gotten over the years. <laughs> People yelling at you about making fun of Van Halen. Oh my God. Uh, that's my favorite email. The, the old boomer that was mad that, uh, that, that I, I said that I love Van Halen, even though they're objectively not a, David Lee Roth can't sing for shit. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. That's not even an opinion. He would yeah. probably even say he can't sing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is not about that email. This is about this email. Um, there, there are a number of things here that, uh, again, uh, thank you for the, the email. This is really well thought out. Um, there's a number of things that I, I would like to address on this. Uh, earlier in, in the email, he mentions that he, he, he thought that Metal Press had a bigger reach than it does uh, because of, you know, these rumors have been out there for years. We've talked about it, you know, forever ago. Um, it doesn't. And uh, the, the real moment uh, where I realized how uh, objectively useless we were uh, was when uh, As I Lay Dying came back. <laughs> yeah, that's a real big part of it. I, you know, we're entrenched in this stuff. And a good example of just really not always knowing things or not this information not reaching you when the Phil Anselmo white power, white wine nonsense was going on. Some people were just like, yeah, he's been like this for years. I didn't know anything about it. Like I've just was never a big enough Pantera fan to like mm -hmm. really know anything beyond the songs. So for me, that was like a real teachable and learning moment of kind of expanding some of your knowledge and, understanding some of these things that it may be common sense to you you may know this but it's always important to remember that there's a good possibility that most people don't know these things so like if you listen to the show you read our website or some of the other underground stuff it's more talked about but uh, I, you know i don't know i don't think even in some of the bigger publications they really touch on this sort of stuff and forget about like rolling stone or a oh, newspaper yeah. or news organization 
With, uh, with the Pantera stuff in particular, like uh, you remember when we read uh, Rex Brown's book, um, mm. he mentioned that like every night at the end of the show, their manager would grab the tapes from the whoever was running the soundboards because they were going to chop those up and get rid of all of the evidence of whatever Phil said that night. So you had for years and years and years uh, people that were going to shows or telling their friends secondhand, like, you know, Phil said some real, real stupid shit into the mic all night. Uh, but you didn't have any like definitive proof other than the f- people that were there. You know, as the decades go by, that's harder and harder to recount. Uh, so <laughs> it's tough. You have to, and it, with with something like Toilet of Hell, or with you know uh, some of the other uh, some of the other zines out there, like Astral Zine or whatever. It's like uh, it's because you fans like you're in the trenches of shit, and you talk to other people about this. It's not a one way communication that you're able to know about this stuff. Right, it's it's your fans and you care about this stuff. Yeah, um, and I've mentioned it before on previous shows. Like when I first started on the mess metal message boards, the first time I ever learned about Varg and Mayhem and all of them was people talking about the things that they've done, and they were all like, "Yeah, this is cool. This is awesome." And I'm just like sitting there as a 16 year old on AOL 4.5 or something, going like, "What? Why do you think this is good?" This is terrible. This is awful stuff. And it's taken up until the point of Toilet of Hell starting for me to like even find like-minded people who care about this sort of stuff and don't just blow it off and go, that's just metal, bro. I will say you were much more mature as a 16-year-old than I was. Because <laughs> I, yes I remember hearing those stories as a teen. I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty fucking sick. Because I I did not have the you know emotional maturity to be like oh that's like uh, you know irreplaceable uh, historical churches and like real people's lives and stuff like that because it did it, it was like a comic book to me it didn't it wasn't real. And now you can see the person who did all that is an actual evil comic book villain. Yeah, yeah. and a total dork. Yeah, he's like um, not like a cool cool villain though it's like a no. one of those m night Shyamalan villains who's like ah he's so fucked up and his dick doesn't work <laughs> uh anyway uh back back to back to the subject at hand in the email um i think that you know what what you're experiencing like uh you know some cognitive dissonance from something that you've you've really enjoyed over the years something that's become uh, a part of your life and realizing that the the figurehead, the creative force behind this is kind of fucked up um, is something that I have, I've had a couple of times. Have you had this happen to you a couple of times? Yeah, you, you find out some bad things or they've said dumb things and you kind of get put in that space of ultimately you have to decide how you feel about this. Like is this an offense enough to stop listening to something that can mean a lot to you? Or if you have a tattoo, like, do you cover this up? Do you always wear long sleeves or things like that? And it's, you know, uh, I think you can't let other people decide for you. Ultimately it's up to you. Uh, If the things someone like Matt Pike is saying, if you, you obviously disagree with it, you feel strongly about it. It's up to you if, you know, next time they come around, you don't go see them live. No one's ever going to know that you listen to it on Spotify or YouTube. You still like the music. You still like the music. That's understandable. But I think it's now that you have this knowledge, um, you need to come to terms with it. uh, And how does it make you feel? What do you want to do with it? And then go from there. It's up to you. And, you know, there's always time for people to recant or change or kind of work on themselves. I don't know if that's going to happen with a person like him. Um, I think his brain is too full of bong resin and uh, bad pamphlets that I don't know if you can recover from it. And, you know, don't let other people be an arbiter for you of taste and what you like. At the same time, I think you need to also look at some of the other bands that have done far worse things including attempted murder and see that you know a, a lot more people are okay with that and i don't know com- compartmentalize and see what makes the most sense for you and 
you know, it, it's also does it affect you personally? It was someone saying stuff about like who you are, whether it's religious or ethnicity or things like that, and you know, figure out what your line is. If if it's bad for you, then be done with it. Don't don't stress over it and wrestle with it. And if you want to get rid of the albums, you can get rid of the albums, shirts, whatever. Um, sometimes it's good to make a clean break if it's eating you up this much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and like based off based off your email, like it sounds like you're a thoughtful, like socially conscious person, which is great. I think that's valuable. And so there is a there is a a tendency among people like you, people like us, uh, to kind of beat yourself up about something that you don't really have control over, which is to say, like the behavior of another person. Um, so I think that it's important here that you don't get in your head about it too much. I mean, you know everything you need to know now. So maybe that changes your behavior in the future where you don't, you know, you don't publicly advocate for, uh, for sleep as much or something like that. That's, that's totally fair. At the same time, I don't think that there, there is much to be gained out of, out of beating yourself up about this. You didn't do anything. <laughs> that's that's the big thing here. You didn't do anything. You know, right from wrong. So you know, you don't have to. You don't have to toss out the albums or anything like that. You don't have to cover up a tattoo. It's just uh, also like because you know, a weedy and tattoo is more uh, symbol symb- symbolic of. Uh, I like to, to smoke weed and and listen to riffs than it is saying like I I buy into uh, David Icke's like anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a tattoo across your entire back of Matt Pike's grinning face. That you might want to cover up. Yeah, but, um, that's, that that might be a bad one. Um, you know, and it, if you see people talking about them, you can inform them if you want. Um, important to remember, like, not to jump down people's throats, especially strangers on Twitter or something like that. You know, you don't want to be that person just popping up saying, "Uh, did you know?" But I mean. Being making yourself available and letting people know some of these things, uh, it's not a bad way about going it. So you feel like you're being responsible or just, hey, letting you know, here's this thing. And some people will appreciate that. And you can possibly prevent people from going through some of the same things that you're doing. And, you know, and also you could just do nothing. That's true. You can keep like, listening and keep you can keep seeing them live. You know, it's, I, I don't think there's anything like morally incorrect about that either. Like, yeah. th- this is entirely a, a personal decision on your part because you know, I, I know that you and I, Jordan, we because we do a podcast every week where we talk mad shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I, I don't want to like replace uh, art with moralism. Uh, you know, to the extent that like uh, some of the, some of this you can't you can't replace it. <laughs> For example, like. Everything involving Burzum, <laughs> uh, or as I lay dying, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But some of these, it's just like the character that creates it is fucked up, uh, which is common. It's super, super common, and we'll get yeah, into that a little bit later a, on this episode. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Even if you never hear about someone saying crazy things or weird things or things you disagree with. There's probably a couple bands you listen to right now that have screwed up thoughts, and there's not much you can do about that. And maybe you'll never know. Maybe you'll find out years down the road. You know, maybe you met a band and they were so cool to you and they're awesome, and you let everyone know how cool they are, and then they do something fucked up. Yep. And that's not your fault. There's nothing you could do about that. But you you reassess and you readjust and maybe you quietly take down that picture off of Facebook and maybe you don't tell people how cool they were to you. And then you move on. There's other bands out there. There's other things. Well, I mean, yeah. ultimately, what? ultimately you're the best judge for what's right for you. I mean, like my favorite band when I was a kid was Pantera. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things like it feels like such a, a lifetime ago that it wasn't even my life, you know? <laughs> Same time, sometimes I hear Cemetery Gates. I'm like, all right, that fucking whips. <laughs> and you can listen to it, and it's fine. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't want to give them any sort of money, just go on to incognito mode and listen on YouTube. Yep. Um, also, I 
uh, owned, I think, every single Ryan Adams record since uh, mm. up to 2017. <laughs> that was I when... had a lost profit. I had the first lost profits album. Yep. You oh man, tell me. you can't. You cannot do worse than that one. That's the very worst. The ultimate worst. Like the like only unless... thing worse than that is like, oh, maybe like a Charles Manson CD. <laughs> Unless, uh, I don't know, a member of Slipknot commits genocide. He's probably not going <laughs> to be worse than that. Just clown his hat enough and, you know, commit some sort of junta for a country that has nuclear weapons. Uh, you're not going to beat that one. Yeah, I'm tired of everybody calling me the dumb guy. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you all. So uh, the, the world will be my keg. I, I've, so, I've softened on a lot of this over the years. I, re- I really have. It just things seem so dark and desperate in every single way that if you if you get if you get good vibes, like if it does good shit to your brain, uh, you know, uh, listening to the the album about smoking weed, like yeah, fuck yeah, do it, man. Just you know, you got all those other thoughts in your head. You know, it just depends on what you want to do socially with it. Do you want to share it with somebody? Maybe give them like a, hey, this what's up? Or don't, because this, in comparison with what we're up against, is small potatoes. So don't beat yourself up about it. Keep on rocking in the free world. That's my opinion anyway. But, you know, others may disagree, and they'll let you know below. Uh, Jordan. Where do you stand on the issues of the day? I try to sit as much as possible. It's a lot more comfortable. That makes sense. Yeah, my knees are killing me. Ah, uh, the the lovely lay down. It feels so good just to not have to move at all. You know, it's a, a little bit of death as a treat. Just a little bit. Nice, uh, le petit mort, as the French say, about taking a nice nap. Uh, so. Over the uh, over the weekend, I would say was the uh, the North American uh, heavy metal event of the year. Would you would you agree or disagree with that assessment? Uh, especially for extreme music, I would say that. Yeah, uh, talking of course about Maryland Death Fest. Uh, what is for now, uh, and what will become apparent to you by the end of this episode? Almost certainly, the final edition of Maryland Death Fest. I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If you're really bored, go to any sort of social media and look up like hashtag Maryland Death Fest or hashtag MDF because you will get a pretty good idea of just how crazy the event was in a few different ways. And not to say, you know, we you know a lot of people who went and they had a blast and you get to see all the pictures and shitty cell phone videos of people saying, look how, listen to how good destruction sounds, and it's just <laughs> noises because their phone's garbage. It's also fun to see, uh, you know, people that are, are online friends from across the country, like, get together, take a sweaty photo, you know, while they're covered in beer and piss. <laughs> and other bodily fluids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's cool that there is, like, this communal event uh, for people. And then, you know, the thing is, it's uh, about, about these kinds of things is, you know, sometimes you got loose cannons that ruin the whole fucking thing. I should go to one of these and just see the look of disappointment on everyone's faces when they finally meet me. People love you. <laughs> they Jordan. look down and go, Oh, people love you. You're overthinking this. Get out of your head. Um, I, I don't have a cool vest or, uh, you know, sh- I need I need some booty shorts. I think that that's a, a winning combination that people seem to like at Maryland Death Fest. Yeah, I mean it's hot. You gotta you gotta let some skin breathe there, buddy. Uh, so I can't wear baggy Jankos and a hockey jersey. I mean you can, but you'll be miserable. You gotta you gotta I'm show miserable some miserable anyway. That's true. No, show some skin. Be a little bit slutty. The people love it. Um, I'll, I'm gonna buy you some chubbies for this summer. Do I want to know what a chubby is? It's, they're short shorts. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, Perhaps they could have come up with a better name. Uh, I like the name. <laughs> um, <yeah>. Stiffies. <laughs> Lil boners. <laughs> wee wee shorts. I'm gonna, I think Lil boners is a great name for a short company. I'm going to make my own. 
I, there has to be a rapper named that already. Lil Boner, uh, coming at you on the ones and twos. Um, no, uh, I got distracted by thinking about short shorts. Uh, what was I going to talk about? Maryland Death Fest, that's right. Uh, I didn't go. Uh, I, I wanted to uh, when I saw uh, you know, that Dismember was going to play. And then, uh, well, if you travel back a couple episodes ago, uh, you'll, you'll see how that played out. Uh, long story short, at least one member of Dismember is uh, virulently uh, anti-vax, so they were not able to come to the U.S. Uh, that would be the big draw of this show for Old Joe. So Old Joe isn't feeling too bad about missing out on it. Uh, but, yeah, I was looking at the lineup and just the times and stages, and I had a little bit of a, oh, that would have been fun to go to. And then the subsequent pictures and videos and stories from this meant, eh, I'm good staying home. That's all right. What What were the bands that you were like, ah, I wish I could, I could have seen that? Oh, I'd have to look up the lineup now. It was, you know, Ghoul, Impaled, um, Destruction, November's Doom. Um, a lot of bands dropped off like at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So, like I think Devil Master dropped off. I oh, know that's that. A I think Pink. Yeah, I think Pink Mass was actually added at the last minute and played Friday. So, things moved around a lot. Um, let me see. I'm looking up the the list now to see who else. I'm. I mean, a lot of these bands, it's like I might not see them like on their own just because I don't really know enough about them. But if you're there anyway. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'd watch Massacre, I'd watch Demolition Hammer, things like that. And I don't know. Carcass. You know, can't go wrong with Carcass. Maybe check out Bile. Um, definitely avoid Panzerfaust. Things like that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I suppose we can, you know, let the, the rabbit out of the hat here. Because uh, we did open the show with some audio, didn't we? I think we did. I'm yes, we did. Audio that I'm very happy that we found. Uh, I'm the one that edits this fucking thing, so I should know. Uh, yeah, we opened the show with some audio. Uh, and uh, do you want to give a description of, of what people were hearing there at the start? The littlest death metaler, <laughs> Will Raymer, of Mortician, got kicked out of one of the stages. Um, there's some conflicting stories about what exactly happened, but it sounds like he was fighting someone. I assume he might have had to get on a stool to punch them in the face. He is a little um, man. I can't stress this enough. Surprisingly little. Um, for being Mr. Tough Guy Death Metal, New York Death Metal, Bikey Gang. Um, yeah, there's video, just a little bit, about a minute long, of him arguing with a very tall gentleman, Bouncer. And the Bouncer just like has his hand out, like keeping him at uh, arm's length, and he like gingerly slaps his hand away a couple times and people are like trying to be like, well, you should tell him he's in mortician. Like this guy would care. (laughs) Like this bouncer knows who mortician cares. Any of that. They do not care. Um, and you know, nothing escalated beyond that, but it's just very funny to see this permanently angry little man getting kicked out of a show that, he should have whatever full access and stand on stage and watch bands play because he's headlining one of the shows. Yeah. Um, I've been keeping update to date with the events of this weekend uh, via Twitter. Uh, thankfully so many people have been so kind to uh, share the latest happenings. Uh, so yeah, like on the, I guess Thursday night, like even before this shit really pops off, I saw MDFC and report Will Romer from Mortician was literally thrown out of soundstage via the front steps for fighting. <laughs> I wish, I wish there was video of, do you remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Uncle Phil would throw jazz out of the house? Yes. And cut to that scene of him flying through the air going, ah, I wish we had that of him getting thrown out, just picked up by his belt buckle and his dirty vest and just tossed out down the steps. It's the uh, Norm Macdonald and Dirty Work getting thrown into the dumpster. <laughs> it's just uncalled And if for. he comes back, the security guard punches him in the stomach. Um, so, yeah, Will is a 52-year-old man. Um, this is presumably the biggest weekend of the year for him, for sure, right? Like, this is the most people that give a shit about mortician in any one place in the world. 
They're going on tour this summer. I think they're playing near me in July. I'm sure it's going to be full of people who like mediocre death metal, horror movie sound clips, and memes. That's about it, yeah. Uh, Again, I I don't know. With the people that I know, Mortician is popular with a big asterisk and that they're a fucking meme band. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody... Uh, I take it back. I do know a couple of people that are really into Mortician, but I don't understand it, I, I should say. <laughs> I mean, I guess they, they've they been around for a long time, so they kind of have that sort of seniority. And for a lot of people, they're probably one of the first death metal bands to hear and combining horror movies and blah, 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 blah. But we've progressed beyond the need for Mortician. There are far better metal bands that played this festival than Mortician. Yeah, I, I I can't say... I can think of like a dozen bands off the top of my head that were directly influenced by Mortician who are leagues better. <laughs> so, And it's just... It's very funny and very appropriate that he got kicked out of his own show, essentially. So the next day... Uh, sorry, it might have been, yeah, the next day, um, I saw another update online. It said, last night a friend of mine went to tell Will Romer a nice set after the show, and he told her, if you're not single, get the fuck out of my face. Will Romer, again, I will note, is 52 years old. (laughs) I assume he had to look up to tell her that. I I have to guess so. Again, Tiny little man wearing the full bikey uniform, like uh, you're you're not gonna have like a young woman tell you, "Hey, uh, good job." Much more in your life, I think this is probably the end of the road. So maybe just be nice about it. <laughs> Can't imagine too many uh, pretty young ladies throwing themselves at this fifty-two-year-old death metal guy. I can't either. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, wrong but uh, I don't know. I don't know. His whole thing, his entire life, has seemed like he's just from Yonkers, right? Yes, he's from uh, the Bronx. This is who he is. Yeah, because his whole thing has seemed like um, his whole getup has been a, a mix of like um, Sons of Anarchy with like blood in, blood out. <laughs> like he's he seems to be stealing some uh, some cello swag. Yeah. it's... This is his shtick or gimmick, uh, but it also is who he is. Like, this isn't putting on fronts or something. He's a little idiot. <laughs> um, so I, I've kind of enjoyed uh, seeing, seeing younger folks uh, online uh, put together the pieces of who the meme guy is and, uh, and you know, what his attitudes and actions have been like over the past 30 years. Uh, seeing some people get disillusioned in real time, I would say. Never meet your meme heroes in person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know we did a, a show fucking forever ago where we recounted another big weekend that uh, Will Romer had in which he uh, got, was he in the Czech Republic, I think, or Hungary? Poland. Poland, uh, in which he did a lot of drinking, did a lot of fighting, uh, held up a cab driver at knife point and stole his cab. <laughs> and like drove to the border of another country and was thrown in the clink for a while. He threatened yeah, to write is... a book about the whole experiences. <laughs> it goes back to our earlier discussion. Like, if you want to listen to this guy's music, go ahead. <laughs> We can only inform you. We can only tell you about the ridiculous and insane things this guy does. And do with that knowledge what you will. At the same time, man, comparing the, you know, uh, comparing the discography uh, of Matt Pike with Will Romer, it's, I gotta, I gotta give the edge to Pike on this one. He's, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Anyway. Uh, other things uh, that you guys got up to this weekend, um, uh, there was uh, a really gross video that a bunch of people put in my feed. I don't don't care for that at all. Don't care for that in the least bit, to be honest with you. Uh, did you see it? Gross, gross, gross. Everyone is gross. Everyone is... Don't do that. If you don't know what we're talking about, don't look it up. 
and the thing, don't the touch thing, people that are doing that. That's what gets me, dude. Like, the thing in itself is pretty gross. But, like, what really got me full-on, like, revulsion is seeing all of these fucking shitheads around, like, touching people, like, making party boy moves or whatever. It's like, that is full-on creeping me the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> Just... People are bad. Do not do this. Do not do anything involved with this. You don't need to film it. No pictures. No leaning in and smiling and sticking thumbs up and no touching people. And as other people pointed out, I believe this was an all ages show, so maybe don't do that. Um, yeah, gross. Well, it brings me to the next point I wanted to make on this, mm. and uh, it was actually summed up really well uh, by Uniform. Do you know Uniform? Uh, Twitter user, yes? Uh, Band, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uniform NYC on Twitter if you wanted to to look it up. But uh, a tweet here says, um, I've heard a lot about the couple having sex in the autopsy pit with pics and video, and the couple getting engaged on stage during suffocation with pics and video, but very little about the guy who jumped off a building and killed himself at MDF. Did this really happen? No, I do not want pics. Uh, I saw uh, one of my uh, Twitter friends uh, had posted about this the other day. Uh, that she was there uh, in the immediate aftermath of a person throwing themselves off a parking garage at Maryland Death Fest, uh, just with a bunch of people around, uh, killing themselves, um, and literally nothing else about this. Did you see anything? Did the festival make a um, statement or anything? I saw people talk about it. Um, I believe this happened, what, Friday? Or Friday or Saturday, fairly earlier in the day. And a couple of tweets about it, um, a couple of posts in... There's a Maryland Death Fest Facebook group. Uh, people talking about it and kind of general platitudes uh, you know, if you're feeling this way, talk to someone, that sort of thing. I'm here for you, all, all these sorts of things. And then the, the shows just kind of went on. Bands played, people had fun, and I don't know. It's all just really sad and unfortunate, and, and I don't know. That's one of those situations where, like, should the show go on, some people would say no. And some people would say, well, all the bands are here, people are here, everyone paid. You know, it's kind of like the uh, Owen Hart situation, if you want to take it back to wrestling. Yeah. It's just, they continued the rest of the pay-per-view after he fell however many feet and died. And it's it's a weird feeling because this terrible, awful thing happened that a lot of people witnessed, and things just kind of went on. And that's kind of sad to think about. Yeah, it's just like, aside from um, like one person uh, I know online saying like, hey, if you were there and you need like somebody to talk with you about this, I'm here for it. Like, that's the extent of like support that I had seen. It's traumatic. That's fucking traumatic, dude. There's no way around that. Yeah, I don't don't know. It's, It's real sad and real unfortunate for everyone involved and... I don't know if there's ever going to be any sort of closure, any feelings beyond um, what happened, and people beyond that having a good time at a concert for a couple days. Yeah. I mean, did you also see the uh, video of uh, just the crowd of people completely blowing through the barricades? Yeah, it was a scary-looking situation. I think that was Friday night, and people were really pushed up against barricades that were being forcibly held in place by multiple bouncers and security guards. And eventually they just let them go and people started rushing forward and we're really lucky. We didn't get like an astro world situation or people getting trampled and really hurt. Yeah. Um, Overall, like with everything, I know that you know festivals, uh, crazy things happen. People are, uh, you know, un. <laughs> are uh, unpredictable. Uh, at the same time, this feels like um, after two years of, of this uh, festival getting postponed, 
people are just going fucking feral. <laughs> Everyone's lost their damn mind. Yeah. Lost their damn minds is a great way to put it. Uh, you know, the, the, the organizers, even before the festival began, said that, you know, the way things are going, this might be the last year. I don't think there's a chance in hell this continues. What do you think? Unless the money was so good that they can, they want to do it. I seems like a lot of bad things happened, uh, obviously varying degrees. And from what I've seen from some people that attended, it was very disorganized. There was lack of communication. I think they had some sort of brunch where like they ran out of food very quickly. Um, Prices were obviously very high for food and drinks. Um, it looked like the beer was sold out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of band cancellations and switching. I saw someone say that Obituary was one of the headliners, had their set cut short, but like earlier bands played for much longer. Than I they hate that. Have. Follow a schedule. I mean, you need people running the sound to just be like, yo, you got one song left and it got has it. to be five minutes or left and we are cutting your sound off. And that yep. is it. And, um, sometimes you need to be the, the adult pulling the strings and making sure things get on and off in a timely manner. Doing a festival is hard. There's a lot of things going on and there's a million things can and will go wrong. So sometimes you need people who are, sober and clear-minded and authoritative and just saying no you're done that's it get off the stage the real bands have to go on now <laughs> get out of the way suffocation is coming through people want to see them it's true um wait did with obituary though did uh, did you uh did you catch a new face with them I did not. Are you thinking of, is it Obituary or was there another band that has a new member? Oh shit, I'm thinking of a different band. Sorry about that. Yeah. uh, We we tried. We tried to segue. Tried to segue it. Fuck. All right. Do it to us. Not Pantera, uh, Exoder, had a new member play with them that a couple of eagle-eyed people picked out as former Cannibal Corpse guitarist, Pat O'Brien. Pat O'Brien, if you recall, uh, got popped with a lot of meth manufacturing equipment, a lot of guns, and some human skulls the last I heard from him. As one does. Yes. Uh, So here I have have an article talking about it from our friends at Blabbermouth. God bless them. O'Brien made headlines more than three years ago when he was arrested for burglary and assaulting a police officer while his Florida home was in flames. At the time of the arrest, deputies said he burglarized a house and charged at a deputy with a knife. O'Brien, who was born in North Kentucky, I I like that they included that little detail, (laughs) allegedly broke into a Northdale, Florida home and shouted that, quote, the rapture is coming, end quote. Were pushing a woman to the ground. He ran toward a responding deputy with a knife and was subdued with a stun gun. Less than half a mile from where O'Brien was arrested, a fire broke out at the house he was renting, sending flames billowing into the night sky from the roof. The owner of the home where O'Brien was arrested wouldn't go on camera but told ABC Action News he thought the guitarist was hallucinating when he spoke to him and claimed, quote, someone was after him. Fire marshals found a large cache of weapons, lock safes, and potential explosive devices inside O'Brien's home, including 50 shotguns, 20 semi-automatic rifles, two Uzi-style firearms, 20 handguns, and two flamethrowers. Authorities also discovered thousands of rounds as well as additional weapons. Neat. He is now 57 years old. Ooh, boy. That's tough. Death metal ages you. Well, he has a new gig now, so that's nice. Um, I haven't, I haven't kept up with Exhorter at all since they've made a return. It seems like they're all over the place. Um, have, have you at all? Do you care? I don't care really. No, I, I know that people uh, back in the day they used to say that Pantera ripped off Exhorter uh, and stole uh, the the deserved uh, spotlight away from them. I, I can't. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I don't really think that's the case. Uh, but regardless, uh, they, they have some kind of cachet as a legendary band because of that 
rumor, <laughs> and uh, and they're back now and playing everywhere. I, I did not realize that they had uh, they had made that lineup switch. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering how long ago that happened. Uh, I think this article said three months ago. Okay, so pretty pretty new to the band, new faces, new sounds. It is a choice to do that. Yeah, man. Like I I I've heard you know. Uh, like the fucking Vatican record or whatever. I, I don't think you need to have like the guy from cannibal, cannibal corpse to do it. I think you could probably get any guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you really could. I don't think anything's that complex or complicated where you need someone with a specific set of skills. I assume this is just, Hey, we know a guy who knows a guy who knows this guy who's not doing anything right now. Let's get him on. Yeah, you need a guy to go on tour with you right now. This is the dude. You just got to check in every week. (laughs) (laughs) He occasionally has to piss into a cup for us, but otherwise he's been real solid. Um, I don't know any of the specifics of what has happened to Pat O'Brien since uh, that fateful night three years ago, but I would certainly hope that things have improved uh, a little bit in regards to his uh, mental health I don't think he's going to get those guns back. It is Florida. I don't know about that. Yeah, but like if you're a convicted felon or whatever, they they tend to frown on that. I mean, uh, maybe they'll give him half back. Yeah, I'm interested. He's not allowed to. He's not allowed to vote ever again. But you could have all your guns back. <laughs> That's a fair trade. Uh, I'm interested in the Uzi style guns that he had. Those those are pretty hard to come by, I think, unless they were. You know, just like replicas or whatever. I don't think you can get it like a real Uzi nowadays. Probably not. Maybe they were some sort of 3D printed ghost gun dealy. Uh, that would fall apart after firing one shot. <laughs> it just explodes in your hand. It's like melted chocolate in his hands. There, there was so much uh, hand wringing on the internet about the concept of ghost guns, but man, like I would never, ever, ever want to put one of those things in my hand. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this thing fused together with plastic from a little hobbyist printer. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> you have standards. That's true. That is true. Uh, the standard of not wanting to explode my hand. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of a nostalgic thing, I guess, for me. You know, all the, the action movies from the early '90s, like late '80s, early '90s. People had Mac tens and Uzis, and you just don't see those anymore. It's like uh, seeing a kid use a wooden baseball bat instead of metal. It's You don't see it often, but when you do, it makes you feel nostalgic and good for a simpler time. Exactly. That's exactly it. Anyway, uh, I'm hopeful, you know, uh, I think MDF ended yesterday, right? Yeah, that was it. Okay. I'm hopeful that uh, everybody was able to get the fuck out of uh, Baltimore without uh, further incident. Uh, and that uh, <laughs> for... Everything's going to go okay, I guess, from here on out. But man, um, it's not making me want to explore a festival environment anytime soon. It just sounded very hot and very smelly and a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, I would suspect that's probably not going to be the case for Psycho Las Vegas. I feel like that would be a different crowd, possibly due to expenses of travel and hotel staying more than Baltimore. That's true. At the same time, like... um, Different music too. Different music. It it does seem you know. It, I, I will say, uh, as, aside from a few uh, stanky uh, bands placed in the lineup, uh, Psycho overall is a very uh, pretty good uh, lineup. It's just I don't know if I'll ever get over the stigma of a, a music festival in downtown Las Vegas, uh, considering you know events a few years ago. It's just something that. Doesn't feel too good to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure no one is going to be thinking of that when they're there for that. Or I think punk rock bowling is also in Las Vegas. Or That's, yeah, when we were young, rock, punk rock bowling is a. Um, it's in uh, like downtown or like old Vegas or whatever, um, in a parking lot. <laughs> and then you have when we were young too. It's I think Las Vegas has now become sort of like Times Square in that it's like a family-friendly or just normal-ish people destination. It's not just for people that want to blow all their money and bang a couple of whoas. It's, let's go to the big concert and let's go to, I don't know, Wolfgang Puck's restaurant and 
go on a roller coaster inside a casino, things like that. that so seems, I think it's it's become a destination. That seems kind of dull to me. I've never been to Reno. I kind of want to go to Reno because it seems like it has all the charm of like, uh, you know, real crummy, like seedy Vegas that hasn't existed since I've been alive, you know? Just people that look like leather jackets because they've been out in the sun for 50 years. See, that's got some character to it, you know? It's not. It's not. It's not like a tourist trap uh, in the same way as, uh, you know, get on our, our roller coaster inside of a, the world's biggest casino. Woman holding a gigantic Virginia Slim, telling about the time she dated Dean Martin, and she calls you honey. That sounds delightful to me. <laughs> That's how I want to spend an afternoon. You will hear some good stories from those people, and then they'll you know hit you up for money. Yeah. Okay. That's everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> earn that tip exactly uh no I, I related to a conversation we had on a the bonus show actually like I've, I've always wanted to do uh like an old west trip and go to see like just shit that had so much promise uh 50 60 years ago and has been destroyed like the Salton sea reno you know like uh all of the all of the forgotten uh, Western uh, Western forts. I, I think that I think it'd be fun. You'll 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 get a kick out of it. You should come with me. Okay, sure. Well, once uh, it's not deadly to breathe on each other, I will head on out and we'll go hand in hand, and maybe we can go to one of those old West re- recreation towns where they have a gunfight at noon. I've been to one of those before. It is fun. You can get a sarsaparilla. <laughs> I was just going to say, get a sarsaparilla. Maybe, maybe get uh, a little, get myself a cowboy hat for the first time. And, uh, go say see, howdy, ma'am, to people. Go see where they used to test A-bombs. <laughs> just have my eyebrows melt off because I got too close. Overall, it seems like uh, you know, the closest to Mars you can get in the United States. I want to do it. All right. Yeah, and then we can go to Branson, Missouri. <sighs> Do we have to? No, no, we don't. Okay, good. Um, <clears throat> that was the thing I was seeing for a while. You know, there was all the, the shit with uh, the conservatives uh, getting mad at Disney for a week or two or whatever. I don't know if they're still mad or not. Uh, but all, all of these folks were like, I, I go to, to Disney World twice a year with my family. We spend $7 million at your various parks, but instead we're going to take that money and we're vacationing in Branson. It's like, no, you won't. Your kids will fucking hate you. (laughs) Yeah, Branson. Yeah. I don't know who goes to Disney multiple times a year. I know people do. Oh, yeah. I think one of the guys from In Flames does it. And it's just like, don't you get bored? Isn't it expensive? Don't you want to go anywhere else? People are... Disney freaks, man. Uh, I have zero yeah. desire to ever go. If I have a kid in the future at some point that demands to go, he's going to learn, he or she, or they, is going to learn a hard lesson about disappointment. <laughs> You're just going to give them $5 and send them off into uh, the, the park alone? Exactly. Exactly. Bring me back a turkey leg. Um, but yeah, uh, aside from... Uh, aside from you know, uh, bigger questions related to the career of Matt Pike and Maryland Death Fest. Is there metal news that you want to jump on this week? I don't know. Is there? It feels like Maryland Death Fest has been the big thing, but it's only been just a couple of days on an extended weekend. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it is is definitely sucked all of the air out of the room for sure. Um, you know, people are, are, are surely trying to get some, some press or whatever, but, uh, I've missed it. I, you know, I did see a, a very confusing post that you sent me, uh, related to Maryland Death Fest though, uh, from Achilles, 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 Achilles. I'm, I'm sure we've talked about them, but they kind of blend in with a lot of the other annoying bands. So I don't remember who these guys are and, this guy's in 20 or 30 other bands. So yeah, it all just th- kind of blends together. This is one of the dudes in like, um, ah, fuck. I can't remember the name. The band that uh, had a record that was like, you know, devoted entirely to Julius Evola. Uh, fuck. Is it Nightbringer? Something like that. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, he posted this on Facebook because Facebook is where boring fascists go to post and nowhere else. Uh, after assessing the clamor from certain belligerent parties, MDF determined that our participation in their festival raised too many security concerns. This will not stop us, but only compel us forward with increased fervor and ferocity. Outcast is an epithet at the heart of rebellion. In a world of enemies, we are the enemies of the world. The fuck is he talking about? (laughs) Talk normal, you freak. (laughs) You fucking dork. Uh, Dork-ass bullshit. Don't listen to any of these bands. They're not... uh, they're not smarter than you think they are. They're big dummies who play guitar, and these guys are too afraid to come out and say they're Nazis, but they are. I mean, I feel like this statement was written with, like, he uses Grammarly in his browser, and he's just going <laughs> through and replacing every word with synonyms that sound more impressive. Just quickly Googling intelligent synonym. Yeah. Ah, yes, this is a good word. Because instead of having something that's, that's readable or, or poetic, you just have somebody who sounds like they're trying to be smart. <laughs> a dumb guy pretending to be smart is what you got here. That's a good description of a lot of these bands. It definitely is, dude. He's like, I'm into, I'm into culture. It's my new thing. <laughs> just frilly um, sleeves and sipping on wine while... Hunched over on the toilet holding his phone. Exactly. Um, so, again, I guess the statement he's saying here is that, like, we were going to play MDF, but they said we couldn't at the last minute or something, which, I don't know. Sounds like a loser talk to me. <laughs> Sounds like you could have gotten there if you were better. Yeah, I mean, Panzerfaust played, and they took their little fashy bikey jackets to that anti-vax rally up in Canada, and they have some qu- questionable connections too and they played yeah maybe you just suck maybe you just suck before we call it on this one i did want to call out one thing from this video that we opened the show with of uh, will romer uh getting kicked out of the festival he was playing uh this guy in the corner next to will romer never seen one of these in the wild the malaith shirt <laughs> wow yeah out of all the times Again, a choice out of all the times in the world that you could wear the uh, the Russian neo-Nazi band shirt, like right now? <laughs> I mean, it's in poor taste any other time, but right now? <laughs> That's just metal, brother. It's even funnier that most of those guys are either dead or in a POW camp now. <laughs> but their memory lives on in dorks at metal festivals. It's true. So, you know, at least they have that to hold on to. You did it. You made a difference. Um, figure, unless you got anything that you really want to talk about here, I might go ahead and pull the plug. Oh, here's a weird one that I almost forgot about. Prosthetic Records is now sponsoring a football club in the UK. Really? I know that. I know that in the UK they got. You know, like here we got uh, the major leagues and then Triple A, Double A, Single A. Uh, where, where does that fall? Because I know that soccer leagues, they got a, a bazillion different relegations or whatever. Yeah, I, I'd have to look that up. Um, they're not one of the teams that I am more familiar with. They're not like a Manchester United or Arsenal or Milan or something like that or Real Madrid. It is the Glossop North End Football Club. And uh, uh, apologies to our UK listeners who are gnashing their teeth at any mispronunciations of, you know, it's it's gloss up, you knob. But, um, yeah, they're the main shirt sponsor for the 2022, 2023, and 23-24 seasons. The partnership will see the international heavy metal label supporting the football club who play in the Northern Premier League West Division. So I think that's pretty up there. Well, you know, everybody knows it, that I'm a huge Lifelong fan of the Glossop uh, North, the Glossop North Football Club. 
Is that what it was? Last up, North End. North End. Everybody knows it. They say old Joe. He's a huge fan of the Glossop North End Football Club. Has been since birth. He lives and breathes. It just sounds like such a. It sounds like such a Peaky Blinders thing. (laughs) The Glossop North End boys. The, the partnership was recently cemented by a trip to the Glassup team's home stadium by a prosthetic founder, EJ Johansson, European label manager, Becky Laverde, and members of the UK-based black metal band Dawn Raid. Huh. Hey guys, that. come on a trip with us. Of the partnership, Johansson said, as a longtime fan of both heavy metal and English football, I am thrilled to combine these two passions by joining forces with the mighty Glassup North End. I can't wait to catch the Hillmen in action in the coming season and collaborate further with the good folk of Glossa. Hell yeah. The Hillmen, huh? The Hillmen. They're my boys. If you're a Hillman, you'll never walk alone. That's what we all say. Well, uh, you know, sponsorship is starting to crop up more and more in uh, United States sports teams. Like... Um, like hockey helmets are starting to have little stickers on them for different companies. And I think basketball jerseys are starting to get little patches on them. Maybe we'll get more metal labels trying to chime in. We'll get the Century Media on a Tampa Bay Rays jersey sometime soon or something weird like that. Looking forward to like the Victory Records NASCAR just immediately explodes into a million pieces. <laughs> Or a Via Nocturna promising to sponsor lots of different teams and then just never providing anything. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Via Nocturna is going to buy uh, the Washington football team. <laughs> the Washington Via Nocturnas. <laughs> they just show up and the stadium's locked and no one's been in there for months. All the copper wiring's been stripped out. <laughs> Jerseys don't fit. They're miscolored. Names are spelled wrong. It's perfect. I love it. Well, I think we, that's... we touched on this. Well, we touched on this before on the bonus show, but it does further bring into some interesting questions between prosthetic and dragged into sunlight, and whatever issues were going on there. One day we'll get the full story on that. I because I I've heard nothing but good things about prosthetic except for that, and we've never heard any follow up beyond that. Nothing. So if you know, let us know. Send us an email. We like emails. Uh, and aside Come on from, the show, Dragged Into Sunlight. Yeah, that's fine too. I'm happy to do that. All right, we're going to call it. I'll see you guys next week. Take care of yourselves. You got anything, Jordan? Bye.
are listening to 66.6 FM, Radio TOVH, The Flush.